welcome back to another episode of Talking Television. I'm Jay, this is Chris, uh, and tonight we're talking about episode four of Chernobyl. Uh, this one is titled The Happiness of All Mankind. Yeah, this was not a happy episode. It was not. Yeah, I was... Not for the squeamish at all. I was excited to see uh, parts of this, but other parts, man, they were really off-putting, but... It, it was pretty rough, yeah, well, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, tonight... Uh, let's talk about what we're drinking first. We kind of have a little bit of a hipster drink here, but it's local to us, so I, I think we're okay to drink it without, you know, the big beards and flannel. <laughs> yeah, so we are drinking some PBR, yeah. and for those of you that don't know, that is Pabst Blue Ribbon. And so, made in Milwaukee, so yep. that's right down the street. Yeah, like Chris mentioned, it is uh, it is a little hipster vibe, but... Um, it's it's a go-to. Yep. It's yep. pretty it's pretty standard around these parts, so mm-hmm. check it out if you haven't already. <laughs> so overall, this was a little bit longer of an episode. What did you think about it? Like like we touched on in the beginning, it, it was it was tough to watch in parts. It focused on, you know, the cleanup effort and uh part of the cleanup effort is taking care of uh the leftover, you know, pets or I, I should say the pets that were left behind. Um, animals in general and they have you know groups designated to address that and they they went into that cleanup in you know pretty good detail mm-hmm. and that, that was a tough part to watch um, knowing that that actually had to happen uh, and there's a reason they were doing that it wasn't you know just because they were heartless but you know trying to contain the spread of you know the radiation you know long term that, that's kind of a necessary part of it unfortunately so we're about four months after the incident, and yeah, there's different tasks that have to start being, you know, kind of checked off on the list, and they bring in a whole bunch of personnel. I think they said, you know, 700 or 750,000 yep. men, and one of the things they go around doing, they have a group uh, going around taking people, moving them out of the zone. Other people are designated with, you know, going and finding animals and killing them, and, you know, they just kind of had pockets of different people with different tasks to do yeah we're introduced to a new character um pavel this mm-hmm. episode and he he's kind of another uh, character that you know is meant to encompass the the young people the you know the naive the non-military personnel that they have to bring in to uh help with this effort and at the beginning of the episode he's fresh-faced you know he's in civilian clothes uh and then throughout the episode after everything that he has to do he looks really war-torn you know like he's been in battle for you know years Mm -hmm. uh they show him you know dirty and he just looks bleak yeah kind of that thousand yard stare and right you can just tell that he's been forever changed he's never going to be the same same person he was when he arrived there yeah when he when he first showed up they offered him some vodka which looks like they were giving out for free to everybody that was working and you say oh no no it's a little too early for that but by the end of the episode, he looked like he was probably drinking it, you know, right along with them, just trying to get through the day, you know, the misery of it all. Whatever, you know, whatever it takes, you mm-hmm. know, it, like you said, they, they had crates and crates of vodka and cigarettes for everybody just to give them something to take their mind off of it. Yep. So the very first scene we actually open with is a lady that's, uh, you know, working on her farm, milking a cow and... A soldier comes in and tells her to evacuate, and she says, no, you know, my family's been told to move, you know, all these other times, and I didn't do it, you know, I I don't want to do it now. 
and he tells her, hey, you have one last choice, and he pulls out his gun, and he doesn't shoot her, he shoots the cow to try and get her out of there. That was a really powerful scene. Yeah, that was... She said she's, you know, like you said, 82 years old, she's been on that farm her entire life, she's gone through all these different occupations, and, you know, numerous people have told her to leave, and she's not. She She's lost all of her family, she's not leaving due to something she can't even see. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he shoots the cow, and it just kind of ends on on that scene. But yeah, that was that was mo- that was moving to to see what you know they had to do to get the you know the civilian population to leave their homes. Yep. And while that's going on, we get um, Legasov and Boris talking about the graphite up on that roof and what they can do to try and get it back over the edge. So that way, they can start you know sealing it up. But until then, you know they can't seal it up with all the other radioactive material out on the roof there yeah we don't get an answer yet they start you know coming up with ideas doing a little uh testing they end up bringing in a bunch of robots and those don't seem to work out too well either they classified that you know into three separate roofs they had one was uh you know like a two hour till your fatal limit of uh, radiation then the next level was one hour and then the worst case scenario where he said is, you know, the most dangerous place on earth, you know, he said less than two minutes and you're going to die within a few months. Like it's, that's how fatal it is. Mm-hmm. And any sort of circuitry, you know, in a robot that they could use to clear that roof just would instantly get fried. And they actually, you know, one of their hopeful methods was flying in this, uh, they actually called it the Joker. Mm-hmm. It was a robot from uh, Germany to try and clear this off. And Boris actually gets pretty frustrated after this attempt. Um, Cause once again, within a couple of seconds, it, it just dies. Mm-hmm. That one didn't last very it long. It didn't last very long. Well, he gets on the phone and he finds out that they had told the Germans that it was only putting off about 2000 Rankin. And, you know, that was their public statement to the rest of the world. When in fact, it was putting out multiple times that. Yep. And, yeah, of course, they said, well, it can handle that, you know, no problem, so give it a shot, when in case it, it had no chance of ever making it. No, and he actually seemed, you know, really pissed off about that and finally seemed like he was more invested in this personally um, before he was kind of towing all the company line and, you know, well, what's best for the state and everything, and this time I think he was really pissed off because he knows that if it doesn't work, they're going to have to get it done one way or the other, and that includes sending men up there. He's seen, yeah, he's seen the loss of life, and he knows what this is continuing to put out. Mm-hmm. And to just prolong this effort, yeah, it's very frustrating. And yeah, it's it's nice to see him actually caring about it instead of just giving it, you know, his best effort, which is not very good. Yeah. So the Russian one they put up there seemed to be working for a little while, but you know that one ends up dying too. Um, and they said, you know, there's potentially some other you know, machines out there from other countries, but they don't want to bring them in because, you know, they don't want to, they're, they're trying to save face basically. Yeah. Especially from the Americans. Yeah. They didn't want to have to ask for anything from them. Yeah. Legasov is actually the one that gets to the point where he says, what about bio robots, bio robots, yep. meaning humans, humans. Yeah. More, th- more of the liquidators have to come in and clean up. Yeah. Unfortunately, they're kind of, at that point where they've exhausted all their options that they've wanted to entertain. And yeah, they, they have to go in 90 second increments to uh, try and clear off the roof of the graphite. Yeah. So this part was 
probably very accurately done because there is quite a few pictures of uh, some of the guys up there on the roof and some video of the robots trying to be done. So, I mean, they had a lot of material to work with on this. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about, you know, the guys being sent out They're uh, They get brought in and they get sat down and given like a set of instructions on what they need to do. Yeah, a very deliberate, very, you know, <laughs> this is your life we're talking about here. The most important 90 seconds of your life. And if you don't do everything exactly the way we tell you, it's not going to end well Yep. Uh, for you or your comrades. So they, they put them in as much protective gear as they possibly can. And they have, you know, they give them a shovel and they send them out there and they say, clear as much as you can. Uh, some of it's going to be large. You're going to have to assist each other, but mm-hmm. just throw it off the edge of the roof. But don't look over the edge of the roof. Uh, just the blast of radiation is. Yeah, because it's just deadly. pouring out and you can't see it. Uh, but as kind of dramatic and, you know, depressing as this whole thing is, we actually get a pretty good cinematic shot out of this, Mm -hmm. um, where it's a group that they kind of focus on their 90 seconds on the roof and they actually do a one shot of that 90 seconds. Yeah. The whole 90 seconds, one shot in real time, we get the whole, you know, 90 second interval and yeah, it, it was pretty amazing. And I think it really helps you kind of connect with. This is exactly how much time they had when they were out there, and, and that's it. And you have to make decisions like this, you know. Once again, they, they had the dosimeters on him, and that was, uh, you know, going up and down as he got closer to the, the edge and the different uh, chunks of graphite. You could hear it, you know, start to creep up in its, uh, in its readings, and that just kind of added to the suspense of it. And whoever the actor was that played that part, it must have been pretty uh, intense to do that because there was multiple times where they stumbled and you know came across you know these obstacles that they had to hit on certain cues, mm-hmm. and they did a really good job of it. You know to get that all in one shot. Yeah, and I feel bad for the cameramen that were trying to walk around on that roof and not to you know, not trip stumble. and fall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy. But uh, that, that was probably the best shot I think we've seen so far in this series. Uh, as far as like a uh, a one shot, you know, cinematography shot. Yeah, uh, HBO and Cinemax is really big on doing these on the second to last episode. We know we we think we have one coming up in Warrior this week. Uh, Strike Back had one, ton of shows. So it's kind of their their statement thing now. Yeah, we look forward to them every time too. So keep them coming. <laughs> So that guy that went out for his 90 seconds, you know, they kind of show him getting stuck on his way back in, uh, tripping and falling and, you know, landing in a puddle and stuff. So yeah. And he winds up tearing his boot too. Yep. And the guy tells him, that's it. You're done. You're done. So yeah, you just get the feeling that that's uh, not going to end well for him. Mm -hmm. So another shot that looked really good is uh, a part we actually see in all, every single trailer, I think that's been out there and all the promo stuff. And that's the trucks coming down the main road in Pripyat, um, spraying the chemicals out the sides and, you know, some of the guys getting hosed down and yeah, stuff like the, that. Yeah, they're in full protective gear as well. And yeah, they just get drenched. Um, that, yeah, that's a very epic shot that they, like you said, they've been putting out there. So it's kind of looking forward to that as well. Very bleak. You know, you can just tell it's, <laughs> it's not good, not good out there. Yep, and we see the helicopters uh, dropping chemicals over the forest, too. And then we see another giant helicopter that was used putting the Joker up on the roof. So they used a lot of machinery filming this and some really cool stuff. Good shots. Yeah, this one was primarily, you know, a cleanup episode of, 
you know, the reactor, you know, rooftops, as well as the surrounding areas, you know, bulldozing the plants, like you said, uh, dropping chemicals, you know, over the different forests. And then as we talked about before, you know, the animal cleanup. Yeah. So, let's talk about that for a second. I mean, that is, it, I mean, it, it happened. So I, I think it was powerful to show it in here, but man, it was graphic and I don't think anybody wanted to see that. No. Pavel, you know, the new character that they gave us, he, uh, he, he was paired up with a couple, you could tell that they were in the military before mm-hmm. they had served in Afghanistan, I believe they said, and, uh, they were pretty hardened, but even at some point you could tell it, it was taking a toll on them to have to do this, but it was their job and they, they had to do it. So Pavel, the first animal he came across, um, he shot it and wounded it. Mm-hmm. And then the leader of the group, you know, came storming over and put the animal out of its misery. And that was one of his two rules that he said before, you know, they went on patrol is rule number one is don't point the gun at me. Rule number two is, you know, if you shoot an animal and it's not dead, you know, you got to put it out of its misery. Yeah, as quick as possible. Uh, So you could tell it was it was very hard for him to do that, to even pull the trigger to start with. So. And then they kind of flash forward a little bit to maybe the next day or the next patrol. And you could tell Pavel at this point has, he's kind of a robot now. He's just firing away every time he sees an animal and he's kind of put his emotions on the back burner. Yep. And then you, like you said earlier, you could really see it wear him down throughout the episode. Yeah. The, I'd have to say the hardest part to watch of this show was the, uh, the scene where they get to clearing a building and he comes across, you know, a dog that had a, a recent litter of puppies. Mm-hmm. And even at that point, he couldn't take the shot. You know, the leader of the group told him to leave the building and he uh, he took care of it. Yeah, not only that shot, but, you know, after they take out all these animals, they have to go through and put them all in the truck, drive over and then bury them in cement every day. You know, a big mass grave of animals. So, I mean, that was pretty brutal to watch. Yeah, the uh, the vodka definitely comes into play now. You can mm-hmm. tell why they just give them as much as they can drink, because that's, uh, that's a rough day going to work. Yep. So we get uh, Kamyuk also back in this episode, and she's been doing a lot of digging, trying to figure out what exactly happened. So she keeps interviewing people. We see her going to get documentation from the state, and she actually ends up putting together a detailed timeline of not only mistakes that were made inside the control room, uh, like safety issues, but also a potential reactor issue. Yes. And And Legasov kind of has an idea of what that may be. Yep. He says uh, not only has he seen that documentation, but he knows who wrote it and why he wrote it. So, yeah, it sounds like they're finally starting to unearth these issues. Apparently they've known about this potential issue for about 10 years, Mm -hmm. and they kind of sidelined it just to keep, you know, the, the Soviet Union face uh, for their uh, nuclear program. They didn't want to uh, tarnish that at all. But also they had only seen it happen that one time. Uh, and they had a good idea of what caused it. But yeah, outside of that one incident, they they weren't aware of uh, it being a, a you know ongoing problem. But yeah, Legasov kind of gives us a, a long-winded answer as to to what caused the explosion after uh, she's, you know, shown him the timeline of everything that happened. And from uh, Legasov's point of view, it's because 
So when the reactor's operating at a low um, output, they actually pull the rods out, but when they put them back in after the test, the tip of the control rod is graphite. Yep, not and they, boron. And not boron, and they see a spike in uh, output, and that spike is what can cause the explosion. Yep. And with all the rods that they had pulled out during this particular test, which she attributed to you know user error, essentially, uh, and them not knowing that the graphite at the tip could cause this sort of reaction, it just snowballed into what happened. Yeah, so you combine the you know the reactor issue and all the safety issues uh, combined, and this is this is the it's result. kind of the perfect storm. Yep, and she says, "Hey, we have you know over a dozen more reactors with the exact same scenario that can happen, so we need to get this out as soon as possible." And then Boris steps in and says. You know what's going to happen if you whistleblow. Yeah. You know, the KGB is going to come knocking at your door, and not only are you going to die, but your family's going to die. They're they're not going to let this out of the bag. Yep, absolutely. So at this point, they're debating the three of them uh, in a remote location because they know, you know, if they if they did this in a public place, it would be overheard. So they they went to a remote spot to kind of come up with a game plan because there's a trial coming up. And they want to make sure they're all on the same page and know what to say. And, yeah, that's kind of the big debate now is what is Legasoft going to say during the trial as to what caused this and what potentially, you know, needs to be done to correct it. Mm -hmm. And the final shot of the episode is, you know, they've cleared off the roof. You know, their their job is done. And we end up seeing a couple guys running up onto the roof to put up this red flag basically to show that we're done. And that happened too and they're up there with all that radiation pouring out just to put up a stupid flag you know i wonder what the uh you know we had 90 seconds with all the graphite on that roof i wonder what their time frame was to basically shimmy up the smokestack and put that in place if it was a little bit longer or not yeah i know but, some of you guys know so yeah so let us know leave a um, comment below but yeah it, it it seemed like it was kind of their victor victorious moment. Like, hey, we did this. We're going to, you know, kind of own it and show off to the world. Like, we, we finished this project. But, yeah, once again, it's putting humans in, in a very in unsafe place. So, you know, what's the balance there? Is it worth it or not? Did they volunteer or were they told to do that? So, I, I did see what they got as a reward for doing that. And that was one day off and a Pepsi. So. Worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that doesn't seem near um, enough of a reward. No, not for me. But All right, so the next episode, the only thing we really saw coming up is this trial. We'll see if that's what they focus on the entire episode. I was kind of expecting them to wrap it up on site, maybe, as far as like the sarcophagus going in and you know wrapping up the cleanup. But it seems like the majority of the episode is going to focus on the trial and potential cover-up or the truth coming out. Yeah, so, hopefully we get both of that, because uh, like you, you know, I'm, I want to see more of what happens at the site to finish that off. Uh, we'll also have to look ahead and see how long this episode is, uh, the upcoming one, because this one was a little longer. Mm -hmm. I think it was an hour 15, uh, which was kind of nice to have that extended content um, in there. So yeah, hopefully they can wrap up, you know, the entire um story you know both the site story as well as the political side and you know the, criminal the human story yeah, the human story mm -hmm. so we'll see how the showrunners decide to, to wrap that up yep 
So yeah, we'll see what next episode brings and how they decide to end it. One more week to go. Episode 5 is next week. Uh, We'll be watching. Hopefully you guys will be as well. And then come back and listen to us and see what we think of the finale. And uh, maybe we'll do a little recap on the whole series uh, from Craig Mazin. So I think he's done a great job. Yeah, it's been a very good show. I I think the decisions they made, what to highlight. You, You can only, you know show so many different aspects of a story so the the pieces they've chosen i think have shown it from all different aspects and points of view yeah no they've definitely done the best job and i mean i think they have the biggest budget out of all the chernobyl you know movies or documentaries that i've seen but i think they've definitely done the best job by a mile right all right so come back next week guys uh we'll be right here and if you want to see what our next show is go ahead and click subscribe and we'll pop up in your news feed for whatever the next show is after Chernobyl. Yeah, Southport Media. Um, as always, like, subscribe, and comment. We're on all the major socials, so uh, keep the comments coming. We love hearing from you guys, and we'll we'll let you know what we think as well. So yep. thanks for watching again. All right, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.